What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hurt Business Podcast. My name is Ferris Shrine. Today, my guest, uh, pleasure of joining me for the first time, Mr. Patrick Gilbrid. Gilbride? How, how, Gilbride. How we, Gilbride. Gilbride. Okay. How are we doing today, Patrick? I'm doing great, man. Just got out of boxing and uh, rushed home to jump on this interview. Yeah, man. I apologize. We had to reschedule this a few times, but but I'm I'm very excited to finally get get to doing this. No uh, problem. Can it happen? Hell yeah, dude. So first question I got for you is what's the ramp up like from going from non-camp training to in-fight camp training? How much do you ramp it up? And as it gets closer, how much how much more intense is it for you? So it's kind of funny. My wife and I were actually talking about this today. I really train almost every day anyways. Um, I think the difference is when I'm in camp, the intensity changes um as more sparring um more times a day i should say because when i'm not in camp i'll usually do like a session a day session six days a week um but when i'm in camp i'm doing two a day three days and how are you splitting up all the different uh martial arts the boxing the kickboxing the jujitsu the wrestling all those different arts so i box every monday wednesday friday sunday I do jujitsu every Monday, Wednesday. Um, I wrestle every Tuesday. I do MMA every Tuesday, uh, sorry, Thursday, Saturday. Um, what else? I don't just do straight kickboxing anymore or Muay Thai. Uh, occasionally I'll mix it in if I have an open night. Um, but yeah, mostly MMA sparring. Mm. Do you have a favorite one of all those different trainings? Uh, jiu-jitsu is definitely my fallback, but I'm really taking a liking to boxing lately. Hmm. What changed? What, 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 what's changed about boxing for you? Um, it's just something that I've always needed to work on. And, uh, you know, I've been putting a lot of effort and showed my last fight. I landed my hand, showed I'm heavy handed. So, you know, putting them together. Oh yeah, man. And, and it's surprising you say that cause you finished that fight with a triangle choke. Yeah. Yeah. I did, but I had to take him to the ground. I dropped him. Yeah, yeah. And that was last October at Cage Titans fifty six. Well, how how was that night for you? It was good. Um, I was out for a while. I had some injuries, so I got my elbows done. I had surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some nerve damage, but we're all squared away and got in there. It was like I never left. Mm. How the surgeries you like replace like elbow replacement? What kind of surgeries did you need done? Uh, so I had bone spurs and impingements. Mm. Um, my nerve, I, I couldn't really feel my hands uh, and really use my right arm too well, uh, just because the nerve, like it was numb the whole time. Um, I'd wake up in the morning in about twenty minutes until I'd get feeling in my hand. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty rough, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How how was the recovery like after tra- after uh, the surgery and and coming back to everything? So I thought it'd be a lot quicker to be honest. It took about a year mm-hmm. until I got my strength back. Um, you know, it's one of those things that if you rush back into it, it's just going to be make it worse. So I, I really took the time. I um, did the right thing for once in my life and rested and uh, you know made sure I came back stronger and didn't rush it to come back too soon. Mm. Yeah. It from the outside's perspective, you came back at a perfect time. You looked awesome. Thank uh, you. Thank last you. Last October, man. Unfortunately, I was not in the building. 
I didn't get to see it live. But this time, this time around, March 18th, I will be there. I will be Not front possible. row. No, miss, you're in the night show or the early daytime show? I'm on the night show. Yeah, that's the place to be, man. Yeah. That's going to be the place to be. Uh, so night. March 18th, what's the feeling like? You're about two weeks out, about 15 days away from, from the event. What's the feeling? Yeah. Um, I mean, another just another fight, man. It's uh, I'm excited for it. I'm ready to eat again. But uh, yeah, I, I've been working hard towards this, so ready for that night. Mm. And do you, in preparation for fights, are you deep diving onto your opponent? Are you trying to see the styles and how they clash and how he like watch tape? Are you one of those guys? Uh, I always watch tape. I try to find ticks in my opponents. Mm. Um, and then I try to capitalize on those ticks. You know, we'll drill if we see something that he does regularly. Like, uh, you know, for example, he's got, he's no secret. He's good at chokes, right? He's caught a bunch of people with guillotines. He's, he's has some really naked chokes. So got to be wary of that. And, uh, he also, he, he doesn't care who you are. He's coming at you. You know, he, he's been in there with Sean Lally. He's been in there at 145, 170 years. It's, he's, uh, he's coming to fight. And so are you, aren't you? Oh, yeah, of course. What's your prediction for this one? How do you uh, see it go down? Mm, either first or early in the second round finish. Um, probably TKO. Hmm. Mm, let those boxing hands fly, huh? That's that's. Yeah, I think uh, um, the control on the ground is mm. going to be the difference. Mm. You talked about jujitsu being your your fallback. Is that the first martial art you got into as a young kid? Um, no, I I did Tang Sudo when I was really young. What's that? Uh, What's Tang Sudo? It's a Korean martial art, but it was uh, it's kind of funny because I'm really good at trips. Mm. Um, and we did a lot of trips, uh, well, since a young age, I, I think I started at like six years old. Wow. I did it for a few years and then I took some time off from martial arts and got back into jujitsu when I was 14. So, so you're doing it from like six to six to 10 ish, I would say 10, 11. And then I took a few years off, played traditional sports and then came back to jujitsu. And at six years old, are you only doing uh, the Korean martial art? You're not doing any other sports at no, that time? No, no other. Uh, oh, that's not true. I was playing hockey, okay, uh, baseball, but that was the only martial art back then. Yeah. I wanted to box so bad, but my parents wouldn't let me. They were they were fine with the with the other stuff? Um. Well, I don't think they really knew what it entailed when mm. I got older and started ju- doing jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. As as a six year old, what what makes you say like I'm, I want to do I want to do that? I don't I don't want to go play basketball or football or baseball or soccer like the the traditional kid. I want to do something a little different. I think it was more my father wanted me to get into some type of martial arts, learn how to defend myself. Mm. You know, it wasn't necessarily me pushing that, but uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Was he a martial artist himself? Uh, he did some boxing, and yeah, he did. I think he did taekwondo. When he was younger. So he never had no reservation about you getting into to MMA and fighting professionally? Uh, I wouldn't say that. They do not <laughs> like me fighting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do not like me fighting. 
it's a tough position it. to be they in. They accept yeah. it now, but they, they'd prefer that I would just work my day job and continue to go that path. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing, man. The parents love there's nothing there's nothing that compares. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. that compares. So you're ten years old. What uh what sports you get into at that point? Uh I played football. Base baseball was my favorite. Mm. Um, but I also played football, hockey, um, basketball, but you know, everybody else I'm, I'm pretty short, so everyone kinda outgrew me with basketball. So <laughs> hockey, hockey and uh baseball were my favorite though. Hockey's fun, man. I rec- as of old age, I started like as I got older, I got into hockey more and more. And now I'm like locked into the Bruins games every night. It's nuts. These things yeah. are so fucking entertaining, bro. Oh, they're killing it this year too. They look awesome. I just recently watched that game from 2011 against Dallas. That it was like four fights in the opening three seconds. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Hockey, hockey's hockey's very interesting. It's a sweet sport. Uh, so then you get into jujitsu, mm-hmm. and you just off to the races at that point. You fell in love with it? Uh, yeah, I got humbled pretty good my first time on the mats. Uh, I had a friend that would ask me all the time to come into the gym, and he started training really young. And uh, then he stopped asking, and another friend that went with him was like, you got to come. you got to just try it out. So I went to jiu-jitsu with him, and uh, I got the shit kicked out of me by some girl with purple hair. Like the whole class, she just she was beating up most of the guys. Though I, I've asked Joe who this girl is many times, and he just he, he doesn't remember. But she was putting it on me <laughs> enough to like drive me to be like, "Damn, this like works." She's throwing everyone around. Mm-hmm. I gotta get back there, and I uh, I wouldn't say I took it too serious at first. I um, I was motivated to do it, but I also didn't drive, so it was more of when I could get dropped off there. Yeah. Uh, so I would say I did it about two to three times a week when I first started and I was also young and they didn't have, uh, like a teenage class. It was, I'm with adults. So it was also like, I wasn't good yet. And you know, I didn't have the man strength, but yeah, you went from getting beat with, from the girl with purple hair to to full on adults. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No easy work thing too. It was, uh, when I was a little bit older, we would spar on Fridays and it was like, we call it Friday night fights and it'd be, uh, pretty much like MMA rounds in the cage all out. And I remember I'd be like 15, 16 going all out against college students and they were wars. Mm. It, it was always a lot of fun. Times and, have changed. Now we're yeah. a lot smarter <laughs> with the training. So when you, when you used to leave those trainings, did it give you like an extra sort of confidence? Like I'm doing this against, older dudes and i'm really putting in work like i'm not getting my ass kicked against these college guys yeah but there was nights that i did get my ass kicked yeah. against college guys so. <laughs> but it, it was it was fun i i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. what part of massachusetts did you grow up in i grew up in east bridgewater east bridgewater okay nice nice and so that's where you started doing the trainings i'm assuming the jujitsu bridgewater bridgewater, bridgewater. lausanne mma okay that's in Brid- i thought it was in rain Raynham. So it was in Bridgewater, and then we moved to Easton, and then we moved to Raynham. Mm, nice. You you represent a few different gyms. You're at Hard Knocks. So I am at my wife trains at Hard Knocks. Okay. Um, I'll pop in there occasionally. I'm friendly with them still. Um, but I train mostly out of Lozons, Trifecta, 
and boxing is it used to be called big east boxing but now mm. it's just uh you know he takes a few people and works with people one-on-one mm. what's your favorite style of of trainer like what do you prefer as the athlete do you like the one-on-one do you like the big classes do you like the, s- the smaller more intimate setting i like uh one-on-one's great but i really like when it's like myself and one other person maybe around my weight and the instructor and then we just drill or uh you know spar but they can watch and they can kind of pick apart what you need to work mm-hmm. on and the smaller settings always nice i think yeah and, yeah i feel like that's a big argument these days or the big discussion like do you, some guys love this one-on-one intimate setting and some people just prefer like a huge gym like all those ones in florida that it's just like 40 50 people on the mats at all times just all these different looks that could be thrown at you. Yeah, so, I've I've been to gyms like that, and I've done like the pro sparring days, and it's it's cool. It's like a little bit of a shock at first, like wow, there's 50 pros on the mats. But the other thing that you're not getting is the critique, mm-hmm. right? Because you might be doing something that's a bad habit, and there's not enough coaches to catch it, you know, or maybe they're focusing on the fighters that are fighting in the main event for the ufc or on the you know main card or whatever and you're just a local fighter and they're not giving you that much effort yet mm-hmm. so it, it's tough because you can kind of get lost in those gyms and i i do like the more intimate setting of a coach and six guys that are all serious about getting in good training you know yeah that makes La- a lot last of night for example we had a group of like six guys at a ufc gym and we all just you know we work like dogs and we have instruction right there and anything we need to work on after the round they'll pull us aside and be like hey you need to check this out next round and try to implement it and that's what we do mm. i've been seeing the the pictures of you guys at that ufc boston gym yeah what's what's it like in there man how how hard do you guys go it must be like a crazy atmosphere when you guys are going uh no i mean i wouldn't call it like crazy hard that we're going we're we're going at a pace where we're not going to knock each other out. Right. Uh, on occasion, I mean, sometimes, you know, you throw a punch or a couple punches that are a little harder than they should be. I mean, just, we're all human, right? Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, we're all pushing each other, though. I can tell you that. There's no, you know, there's no uh, slack. What's it like seeing a guy like Joe Lozon, kind of training with him, growing up in his gym, just seeing that guy as a role model? A guy like you, who who jujitsu is his fallback, his foundation. What's that like? Um, honestly, it's it's kind of funny because, like, you'll go somewhere and Joe's there, and people come up and ask for an autograph, and it's just like, whoa, this is you know he's he is a celebrity, but on the other end of things, like Joe is one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. He's always there to help. He's been helping Valdina and I out a lot this camp. Um, taking time away from his family to help us prepare, you know, um, it, it's really nice. Cause he's also a great role model out of the gym. You know, the guy does everything right. And, uh, clearly it shows with the success of his gym and his career, you know, really, uh, someone that myself and a lot of younger fighters can look up to. Yeah, man. And even, even fans just seeing him and, you know, all the wars he's been in and the perseverance. And I I'm, I just follow the Lowe's on MMA page just to see those like 
those templates that they put together with like a savage quote and it's just Joe like bloodied up. Those, those are such awesome content, man. Sometimes they just get you through your day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, big shout out to the legend, the legend Joe Lozon. Um, so March 18th, Cage Titans, main night. Man, I cannot be more excited to see you fight. Uh, you gave us a prediction. What's What's next? Granted, this night goes your way. What's 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 next for you, Pat? So, regardless of the res- result, I mean, I'm I'm going for that win, obviously. But regardless, I am taking some time off. Um, I have my honeymoon actually, nice. so we postponed our honeymoon. But uh, we're actually going to Japan, so we're going to train out there too. Um, I can't wait for that. That's going to be cool. We're uh, you know bringing our stuff, gonna train all over Japan. We're traveling. Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, uh, a few other places, but it, it'll be nice. First uh, time? First time, yeah. Yeah, dude, you're going to have a great... I went there last year for the first time. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, I can't wait. It's going to blow yeah. you. Like, expectations you have, you're excited. It's just going to, like... like It's just going to blow <laughs> your mind, dude. How long are you guys going out there for? Uh, two weeks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Are you guys gonna do those uh the the Mario Kart go karts in the middle of the street? <laughs> no, so actually she mentioned that to me, but uh we're only staying in Tokyo for two days. Okay. And then we're going elsewhere. So we're going to, you know, first day probably get used to being there, try to adjust to the time change, and then uh probably try to train the next day and then get ready to catch the train to the next town or city. The bullet trains? The bullet train. Yeah, that's an experience, man. The bullet yeah. trains are awesome. They come around with the food. It's it's full service. Oh, can't wait for that. Yeah, dude, Japan's going to be awesome. Um, before we got on air, I asked you if you've been to Thailand. Yes. I'm so in- intrigued in hearing your experience and what you thought of it. So we did a trip to Vietnam. So my wife's Vietnamese. And we trained out there, and then we were going to go meet her friend in Thailand. Uh, now, her friend trained at Koh Penang, I want to say, if I'm saying it right, which is an island. So we flew into Phuket, got an, on another flight, went to Koh Samoy, and then we had to take a boat to Koh Penang. Mm. And uh, it was like a small island. Uh, it was a the white moon party was that weekend. I think they call it a full moon party. I'm I'm not sure what it's full moon, full moon party. And uh, so there were a lot of Australians there, and it was a crazy party atmosphere. But we weren't drinking. We were just there to train, and uh, we'd wake up, go to the gym, uh, go get food, go back to the gym, and you know go eat and relax. And the next day, right back to the gym. It was nice. It, it was uh, a lot of private training too. And privates out there are so cheap it's like 30 dollars, and they give you so much time so it was cool it wasn't like one of those you know big gyms where you have to join a class and you don't really get that attention we actually i felt like we got better going out there Mm. when you were out there were you guys just training muay thai was that like the only option for the one-on-ones yeah strictly muay thai Mm. and did your experience in that, you said it, it made drastic improvements into your game. 
Yeah, because honestly, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I used to be a terrible striker. Like I, I mean, if you watch my early on fights, I, I wasn't comfortable on my feet. I mean, I boxed when I was younger, but not really like as much as I should have to get uh, to get ready for a fight. But um, so Muay Thai was a bit of a shock for me, and they, you know, really really held me to the right technique, uh, throwing kicks and everything. And mm-hmm. when you do something wrong, they hit you, and you know, so you stop doing stuff wrong. Mm. I mean, that's why some of some of those guys are the best in the world at what they do, man. They they mm. really are. They really are great. You yeah. mentioned you mentioned the food. Oh, <laughs> tell me well, more, man. What was the best? What was the best dish? The best cuisine? What was that like? So we weren't drinking, but I can tell you, I was eating. I uh, <laughs> everywhere we went, I was getting two meals. Uh, <laughs> they still make fun of me to this day, but um, I got so sick though the first time we went out and got food. Uh, we went to a market and I started throwing up right after. And then I had to go on a moped oh. and uh, <laughs> it was brutal. I had to drive that a moped. sickness. Yeah. And we were going yeah. to see elephants. So I, I was hurting, but um, we had some really good food out there. We had some awesome Italian food, actually. Interesting. Yeah, it was really good. Um, some couple from Italy moved out there and uh, for the island life and opened a restaurant. Um, it was kind of funny because everybody ordered what they wanted on the menu and nobody got what they ordered, but it was so good. Nobody cared. <laughs> so they, they, they said, let me take your order, but it doesn't really matter what you're saying because I'm giving you what I want to give you. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. The, yep. the, the, the chef's option is always usually the best, right? Whatever they, they recommend is usually the go-to. Definitely. And, you know, I wasn't that big on Thai food at the time, but now, I mean, we eat it pretty regularly. And uh, I wasn't, I didn't explore as much as I should have when I was out mm. in Asia. Mm. I'm a massive Thai food fan. And I've I've never been out there, so I've only had our, like, the Massachusetts version of Thai food. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that different. Yeah, I mean, there's a really good place, uh, Anchan in Braintree. Anchan, yeah, that's where I go. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they're really good. Anchan's awesome. Similar. Very similar. Yeah, okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, their pad thai with the chicken, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, no sponsorship, <laughs> so don't <we> can... <laughs> shut them up. But yeah, their yeah. food is is spectacular, man. But I, I, Thai is definitely a place that is very high up on my list. What, what other spots have you been to that were like out of this world or that compared to Thailand? Um, I mean, Vietnam was cool. It was really good training. Mm. Uh, where else did we really go? Uh, I mean, for training, we didn't really go anywhere else. I, I mean, the other places that we've gone, like Europe and stuff like that, were more for partying and so on. But I would say... Just uh, Vietnam was really cool because we got some one-on-one training with the crew there. They had a really small class, so we actually worked with him the majority of the class. Um, see you later. Have fun training. Um, Have fun training. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. Have we gone anywhere else? We can train Montreal. Oh, that's cool. Florida, California. Yeah, I already said that. Yeah, I guess we really haven't traveled as much as I thought. Those are you, <laughs> you, you've named some 
unbelievable place. I mean, Vietnam, not, no, I feel like you're the first person I've ever met that's, that's been there and has experienced that culture. Yeah. I mean, it, it was cool. And the gym was unbelievable. Yeah, I still haven't been in the gym that had that many options. I mean, they had a full pool, full gym, uh, a couple of rings, bunch of mat space for jujitsu. Yeah. Three octagons. Yeah, three. It, it was huge. It was probably, I would say, 10 of Lozano MMAs. Wow. Okay. It was enormous. Yeah. And that's just like a, a an MMA gym, right? You go there and you train whatever art. Yeah. Yep. They had, every, they had everything. Wow. And they had everything, like, sectioned off. Yeah, like an ATT, I would say. That's so cool. You would not think that Vietnam got, like, a, a scene like that. I don't, I don't. Is there any like popular Vietnamese fighter that I'm I'm not thinking of at the moment? Was it when? Uh, yeah, was, or, uh, no. Was it? When? Um, he was a champ of One yeah. FC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So your cousin trains with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So her cousin trains out in uh, Vietnam with the guy that was the champ at the time. I don't think he's the champ anymore. Mm. Did but, you and uh, your wife meet training? No, no. Uh, we met at a bar, actually. But uh, <laughs> I trained with her brother for years before uh, even knowing that she existed. He didn't tell anybody about her. <laughs> and then you guys meet at this bar, and you guys hit it right off. You guys had yeah. the main thing in common. Well, no, she didn't train. I got her to, well, she had, she knew about training, and I kind of pushed her to do it. and. Yeah, so nice, nice. And then she she trains strictly at a uh, hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. Do you ever get mistaken for Jake Manini? No, <laughs> never. No, I never get mistaken for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a, a slight resemblance, a slight really? one, yeah, a little probably, bit. It's probably the receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, this has been this has been awesome. I appreciate the time. Thank you for joining me, oh, March eighteenth. Cage Titans, the night show. Any are there tickets even still available if people want them? Uh, I have tickets. If you want some tickets, hit me up. I got a few. I'm out of mezzanine, but I got the rest. That show is going to be one you do not want to miss. Uh, it's going to sell out. Yeah, that it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, man. That card's unbelievable, and I'm glad they're doing it on St. Patty's Day. Shout out Cage Titans on the shirt. Uh, again, thank you for the time. Good luck, March 18th. Bring it home. And I'll talk soon, brother. Talk soon. See you at the event.